0: This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 74. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is sponsored by Ava, the first ever adaptive eating program. Ava helps you and your family learn about nutrition and how to live a healthier lifestyle. Track what you eat by snapping a picture with your phone, ask Ava any nutrition question and get personalized meal recommendations. You can try it now for free by texting SHAMELESS to 48799. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, Shameless Moms. So excited to be here. Okay, I know some of you are wondering, what about our Wednesday interviews? So, interviews are coming back. I had like a little scheduling snafu, so I've gotten to do a few extra solo episodes consecutively, which is actually really fun for me, but I just know that the interviews are coming back. I have a ton of interviews booked actually in the next 2 weeks. I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous because it's more interviews than I'm used to having booked all at once, and I do a lot of research on my people and it takes me a while to do all that, and so like super pumped up, but I'm like, oh my gosh, when am I gonna do all this research? So I'm feeling feeling a little overwhelmed, which is uh very appropriate for today's episode. But I also was actually kind of glad that today was not an interview episode because I really wanted to talk to you about how to turn down your overwhelm. So we're gonna talk about that. It's something that is very relevant in my life, it feels like all the time. And it might be relevant in your life all the time too. So let's go ahead and dive into that. I guess the reason overwhelm feels so relevant to me right now is that my child keeps getting sick. And so this happened last year, probably around the, I feel like it happened last year, a little later in the year. But um, last year when this happened, there was like a five week period where every single week Vinny had to stay home from school with a fever for like one or two days. And it was literally five weeks in a row. It kept happening like on a, it would be like Sunday night, he would get a fever and then he'd have to stay home on Monday and Tuesday. And I was like, why is this happening like over and over? And it was like, like clockwork. It was very strange. So two weeks ago, Vinny had to stay home with a fever for two days. Last week, he had to stay home with pink eye for one day. Luckily, we got those meds on board first thing in the morning. So we could go back to school the next day. And then this week, I got a call on Wednesday afternoon that he had a fever. And so I had to go pick him up and he was home Wednesday afternoon. And then he was home on Thursday, yesterday. So when this happens, as we talked about in episode 71, it's all about how to manage the unexpected, which I can do in the moment pretty well now. Like I said, in episode 71, managing the unexpected, totally not my strong suit. But what happens, so I've gotten better at managing the unexpected. What happens is that when I get through that unexpected, so like when Vinny goes back to school, I'm like, oh my gosh, so much to do. I kind of panic and freak out. So this actually happened this morning where I was like awake an hour before my alarm went off and ended up getting up not as early, but I laid in bed for like 20 more minutes and was like, screw it, I'm getting up. Because my mind was racing and I felt like I had so many things to do and not enough time. And I had to be somewhere early this morning after I dropped Vinny off. And so, so this overwhelm, starts like really getting my mind racing, which for me can really contribute to anxiety. And it actually makes me less productive because I'm so overwhelmed that I have a very hard time focusing. So I thought this would be a great topic because I know that as we head into the holidays, overwhelm can be at an all time high and especially with kids. And especially if you have kids that are unexpectedly sick and like all these things that can happen this time of year, it just gets a little crazy. So I thought this would be a really good time to do an episode on how to turn down your overwhelm. This is actually in conjunction with the book I'm reading right now, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which I've mentioned a few times on the podcast. It's a great book. This is the book I'm reading every morning for 10 minutes when I get up early for my early morning reading and journaling. This is the book I'm reading, and she talks about overwhelm in that book, too. So it's definitely like kind of been at the forefront of my mind. So I thought it would be a great thing for me to kind of take my notes for how I manage overwhelm and combine them with some of Jen's comments and some of her notes from her book. And then you guys could... You know, take what is valuable for you as we enter the season of overwhelm between now and the new year. So I'll make sure that I link to Jen's book in the show notes in case you want to head on over to Amazon and grab it. It's a great book, and it probably I'm reading it the physical copy, but it would probably make a great audiobook too. She's pretty funny, so I think that she would be a fun audio listen as well if you were an audio kind of a person. Okay, so let's dive in. How to turn down your overwhelm it's really important when you go through these times of feeling overwhelmed that you focus on taking small steps and remembering that you are always in control. It's very easy to feel not in control. We talked about that last week. I can't remember if it was episode 71 or 72, where I talked about you are in control as long as you think you're in control. And as soon as you think you're not in control, you are no longer in control. So it's definitely a mindset thing. So when you are feeling the overwhelming sense of overwhelm, It's really important to remember that you are the one in control. And you have to take some steps that allow you to get back in control and feel in control. And so these steps can be very powerful. And depending on your personality types, different things work differently for different people. So it's important that you kind of acknowledge in what I say here, like what is most meaningful to you and what might work best for you. These are things that work well for me. Other things might work better for you, or just maybe some pieces of this might work well for you. So if you have anything to contribute by any means, definitely feel free to add in the comments on social media. If the episode you head over to Facebook or Instagram for the shameless mom Academy, and I will have this episode posted in both places. And if you have some tips or tricks that turn down your overwhelm, definitely leave them there. I would love to hear what you have to say. So you can find us on both of those platforms at the shameless mom Academy on Instagram and Facebook. All right. So for me, turning down my overwhelm usually means that I need a little more time to myself in the morning. Because what happens is if I hit the ground running, and I have a good morning routine, so I don't really hit the ground running. I mean, like, I have my morning routine right now is that I get up, I read for 10 minutes, I journal for 10 minutes, then I do my workout. Vinny has been getting up during my workout usually. Sometimes he'll come in the room with me. And hang out. I work out in our guest bedroom. So he sits on the guest bed. Sometimes he's playing with Legos. Sometimes I let him play with my phone and watch a little PBS kids or something. Although I will say currently, this is the screen time my child currently wants. We should take a moment to just talk about this and tell me if your kids do things like this. I made the mistake of showing Vinny a Lego set on Amazon. We were talking about, I think it was in relation to a fire station and I showed him this Lego set on Amazon and I showed him that, like, when you look up a thing, a toy on Amazon, there's like multiple images often. So I showed him, like, oh, here's this fire station, this Lego fire station, and here's how you can scroll and see these different pictures. Like, I don't know why I did this. This was so stupid. And I'm actually really careful about Vinny's knowledge of Amazon because I don't want him to think that, like, you just click buttons and things show up at your doorstep because he kind of already thinks that. And I should also interject that on Halloween, he lost a piece of his Halloween costume, one of his three Halloween costumes. So the one he wore on actual Halloween was a firefighter costume. He lost his fire axe while trick-or-treating and had a meltdown in the middle of the street screaming, now we have to go buy another one on Amazon. And I was like, oh my God, how does he know about Amazon? Like I really do- I tried to shield him a little bit from this because I don't want his sense of money and Materialism to just be this like point and click thing on Amazon and then things show up on your doorstep. But somehow, even with me trying to protect him from that and hide that from him, he's still figuring it out. So anyways, he gets my phone in the morning sometimes now, and or he when he has my phone to watch PBS Kids, sometimes he'll say, mom, can I look at the fire station on Amazon? And he literally <laughs> scrolls through these pictures. It's the Lego fire department like Amazon listing for as if you were going to buy it. And he just scrolls through these like five pictures of this fire station and he like knows how to like zoom in on them. And like, it's kind of sad and it's kind of ridiculous. And I probably should be kind of embarrassed, but this is what my child's totally into. So now when I say like, do you want to watch a show for a few minutes? Instead, he'll be like, can I look at Legos on Amazon? (laughs) So great. That's where we're at right now. Okay. So that's what's going on in my morning right now. Amazon Lego stuff and my reading journaling and getting my workout. are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, I swear it's like, understood explains, and it will pop right up, click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I know that for me, if I'm feeling super overwhelmed, if I give myself just like an extra 15 or 30 minutes in the morning, it doesn't have to be like getting up an extra couple hours early, or even one hour early. It's just an extra few minutes to get like a couple little tasks done that can totally change the day that can really bring down the sense of anxiety that comes with overwhelm for me. So this morning, for example, I got up like 20 minutes, no 30 minutes earlier than normal. Oh my gosh. It felt so good. It was actually like such a relief. Once I was up, I immediately was just like, Oh, I'm so glad I'm up. I'm actually like accomplishing things instead of just laying in bed, stressing out about them. So that was a really good feeling for me. So a great way to turn down your overwhelm is just to get up 15 to 30 minutes earlier. It doesn't mean you have to get up at like 4am to do stuff. Just get up a little bit earlier so that you have a little bit more of that time. So you can knock a couple things out in that amount of time or just doing some planning for your day. So maybe you're just making like a to-do list during that time. You're not even necessarily accomplishing any of your tasks that need to get done. You're just setting the day up. So you know when you're going to do the things that you need to do, which can also give you a ton of peace of mind. Another thing is making a list and checking it twice. So I have started, I was in a business coaching group last year for a full year, and they had this great weekly journal or weekly planner that we used. And so I've kind of taken what I loved out of that planner and just bought a notebook, a spiral notebook, and started using some of the elements of that planner in a notebook. And I've actually been able to modify it and even improve upon it because now I can use it in a way that is like really suitable to my personal needs. And so what I'm doing is I'm using I'm making a to do list at the beginning of the week, but I'm making it in a format where I can add to it throughout the week. And then as I do things, in addition to crossing them off the list, and I have them broken down into categories, So I have like a gym list. I have a podcast list and then I have a personal list, which is like family stuff, self-care, all those kinds of things. And again, I've talked about this before with making lists. I don't have like vacuuming and folding laundry and like piddly things. I don't have checking email. I don't have brushing my teeth. I don't have my workouts. I don't have any of like the things that are just gonna automatically happen. I don't put them on there. The things that I put on my list on any of my three categories are crucial results. Things that need to happen in certain areas of my life to move me forward in those areas of my life. Because the other things like the vacuuming, like to be honest, I'm not moving forward in any area of my life when I vacuum my house. So that's a super low priority item and it's probably not gonna happen and that's cool. So, and we're gonna get to delegating in a minute. We've actually delegated most of our vacuuming to other people because it's worth my time to be doing other tasks. So depending on your situation, that might be totally different in your household, but just know like what are the things that are really high priority and high value for you and then things that are not and it's important to distinguish between those. So what I do is I have my three categories of my list and I can add to it throughout the week and I check things off as I do them. And then what I also do on the same page, there's like two columns on the page. I write down wins as they happen. So as I cross things off the list, I'll be like, oh, and I got this win that is, you know, associated with it. So like for example, let me open to my page here. So On Monday, I had on my list, I was having this little mastermind meeting. So I went to that meeting and I came up with a great idea with someone in that meeting. So I wrote that down as a win and I put that in my win column. So I'm keeping track of my wins throughout the week. So at the end of the week, I can be like, wow, look at all these things I accomplished. I had another big meeting yesterday. And so that was on my list of like a crucial result this week was having this meeting And then the win from that meeting is I got some really great information that I'm able to immediately use. And so that was a huge win for me. So I put that in my win column. You know, when I'm doing programs at the gym, it might be like, okay, you know, I finished up this program and we had our grand finale party. Like, that's always a big win. That's a big sense of accomplishment when I take a group of people through a four-week program and they all do really well. Like, that's always a big, exciting thing. So that's a professional win for me. So I'm making sure that I'm tracking my wins as I'm tracking my things to do. So I get that sense of excitement and gratitude and like that's super motivating and it keeps momentum in different areas of my businesses as I'm going. So you could have that in your personal list as well, which actually I do like at the end of the week or as I do things, you know, like at the end of this weekend, I'm going to be able to put in my personal column like check off that we had date night on Saturday night. And then I'll put that in my win column too, that like, yes, we had date night on Saturday night. So you can see where I'm getting like a system of checks and balances there. So it works as if in a way that I'm making certain things that need to be high priority, date night is definitely a high priority. And then I'm also acknowledging after I did it, like, yes, I did that. Yes, like that helps me toward a family goal. That's a big deal. So next would be prioritizing crucial results and high anxiety items. So when you make your list, when you're in that place of overwhelm, it's really easy to be like, oh my gosh, I have 77 things I need to do today and I don't know which ones to do first. So here's what you need to do first. You need to put the biggest things at the top of the list and you need to put the things that cause you the most anxiety at the top of the list. So that is often the opposite of what we do. We usually put like, well, first I'm gonna check email and then I'm gonna check Facebook and then I'm gonna do some laundry and then I'm gonna make lunches and then I'm gonna do, we do all these like much less significant things first because we feel like, well, once we do those, then we'll have more space for the big things. But the thing is, those big things just keep hanging over us. So don't do the laundry. And like, don't do all the other pibbly stuff. Don't check your emails. Don't get on social media. Just do the big high anxiety items first. Do the things that will move you forward in life, move you closer to a goal. Do those things first. That is a very hard thing to do, but oh my gosh, does it ever feel good? So really focusing on getting crucial results first and doing high anxiety items first. So whatever is like really eating away at you, get it done. Next would be understanding Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law says that work will expand or shrink to fill the time available for it. So if you give yourself, I'll use myself as an example for podcasting. And I've used this example before. If I give myself all afternoon to do a podcast episode, so if I have a four-hour block, it will take me four hours. I will like piddle around, write some notes, get on social media, answer some emails, go back, like record an intro, make some more notes. Like I will do all these little things and it will take so much time. If I have an hour to do it, I will do it in an hour. So whatever amount of time I allot for that is how much time it takes every single time. Like, so just know that in any task, that's the case. Tasks or work expands and shrinks to fill the time you allot for it. So be really aware of that. And that's going to help with your overwhelm. So then you're going to know like, okay, I'm so overwhelmed by my inbox. So just set a timer and be like today I'm doing 20 minutes of email that's it. As much as you get done and you're going to be like totally blown away with how much you actually get done in 20 minutes versus sitting down at your inbox and being like, Oh my God, I just have to do email till I'm done. So don't do that. Just set a timer so that you will get as much done in that time as you can. i promise you'll get done more than you expected. And then you're framing that in a different way. And I actually had a coach once that said like his thing was, whenever he sat down to email, he would never answer more than, I don't remember what the number was, like maybe seven emails or something. And this is someone who I'm sure gets hundreds and hundreds of emails a day. But he's like, I sit down to do email like twice a day and I answer seven emails each time and like kind of high priority emails. So there's like a ton that don't get answered, but that's okay because he's answering the most important ones and he's not wasting time. He's like, I'm picking these seven off and done. So it's being super specific and then like concise with a task really, really important. If you give yourself all this open-ended time, you will use it and you will just continue to have anxiety around it because it's taking up so much time and because it's this big burdensome thing. Next would be turning off notifications, buzzers, dingers, all those kinds of things when you're trying to do a task. So when I go to record the podcast, I put my phone into airplane mode. And then that way I don't have things ringing and dinging and distracting me. I also turn my phone does not vibrate for anything. I turn all vibration off my phone because I'm the kind of person if if I know that a text has come through, or if I have some sort of notification coming through, I will check everything and I will respond right away. And then I get into this reactive state of mind and I actually get distracted from whatever I'm trying to accomplish accomplish. And I don't get anything accomplished. So I don't have any vibrating notifications on my phone. I don't get Facebook notifications, Instagram notifications, any of that on my phone. So I only see what's there when I actually go into the apps, then I can see what my notifications are. But I don't have anything of those things popping up on my screen. Like my husband gets notified every time he gets a new Twitter follower. Oh my God, that would make me insane. I don't really do Twitter, but if I did, I mean like if I got it every time I got a new Facebook friend or every time I got a new follower on Instagram or whatever, like, no, I don't want to know. I don't need to know. I don't need to be distracted. I don't need to reset myself because what happens with those ringers and dingers and buzzers and timers and all that stuff is that. Every time we get distracted by that, we do a reset when we sit back down to our task at hand and we waste so much time in the reset phase. For me, the reset phase can take like 20 minutes. Sometimes it's only to do a 10 minute task. So a 10 minute task getting interrupted three times, can take me an hour. So super important that you're really aware of those kinds of things. So maybe you're turning off airplane mode, isn't your jam. Cause you want to be able to get like notifications from, you know, if a kid is sick at school or whatever, but you can turn off all sorts of other dingers. And I actually, I have not done this, but I've been told you can set certain phone numbers to like come through. So like you could have maybe just like your, you know, a spouse and like a school phone number would actually you would get some sort of notification, but like nothing else would you wouldn't vibrate or your phone wouldn't ring for anything else. So I think you can set up emergency contacts like that, which can be really helpful for people who feel like they don't want to shut off all contact, especially if you have you know small children that might need you. Okay. Next shutting down social media. So there are multiple apps that you can use or different tools, online tools that you can use that will allow you to set up timers and limitations on social media. So Like I used to use one, I can't think of the name of it right now, but I know if you just Google social media, social media timers, you'll get a bunch of different choices for Android and for, for Apple or for iPhones, which you can use on the desktop as well in many cases. So I know that the one I used to have, I would set a timer and I would do like, I could never be on Facebook for more than 10 minutes at a time and not more than like 60 minutes a day or something, I think is how I used it. So you can set these timers so that it will limit your use of different programs and you can put in different, in this particular one that I used, you could use, and I cannot remember the name of it right now, but you could use it for any website. So it would be, you know, you could put it in for Facebook or you could put it in for your email or you could put it for any website that you use. So mine was an online app, whereas there is also apps specific to your phone that you can use for locking yourself out of certain apps or locking, you know, if you're someone who's like can be game addicted, you can set them up for that so using those kinds of constructs I guess are can be super helpful for shutting things down so that you actually can have some focus time and that can really help with the overwhelm because sometimes we just I've talked about this loop before sometimes we just get in this loop of like I need to check this I need to check this I need to check this and then when we get done with those three things so you know maybe it's like email, Facebook, Instagram and then you get done with those three and you go right back to email and you get in this loop and so if you have those things shut down or you have some, rules that are being managed for you around use of those sites, that can be super helpful because it allows you to just shut down that process and shut that loop, you know, cut that loop off so that you can just really get right into the work at hand and practicing doing that over and over because shutting down those loops does take some practice in terms of being able to sit down and get right into work versus sitting down and immediately going to like Facebook, Instagram, email, Facebook, Instagram, email, and just cycling through that over and over again. So... All right. Talking about tools that can be super, super helpful. I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor today, Ava. So you all know I'm obsessed with Ava. I've been using it for a number of different things now. And I just want to tell you, for those of you who don't know already, Ava is a texting service that uses artificial intelligence and nutritionists to help you with your food journaling. So, essentially, what Ava does is you text Ava questions or you text Ava pictures of your food that you're eating. So, like, I recently texted a picture of my salad, and Ava was like, Oh, okay, this is what you ate, this is what was in it, this is how many calories. And then I could go into my, she, put the picture into my food journal, my online food journal, and then I could go back there and look it up and have it all tracked for the whole day. So the great thing about Ava is it's a tool that actually saves you a lot of time. If you've been using some of those other food trackers where you have to like manually put in, like I had a salad with 1.5 cups of spinach and three ounces of cheese and blah, blah, blah. Like those kinds of things that gets really time consuming so with Ava, you just snap a picture of your food and then she manages all the calculations for you and spits it back, which is great. You can also ask for advice. So you can put in your goal like Ava, I wanna lose 10 pounds in the next two months. What do I need to do? And she will give you excellent advice. I've found this tool. I've tested it in a number of different ways to make sure that it's it's up to my very high standards as a fitness professional. And I have to say, I've been pretty blown away. and I'm pretty impressed. So if you're someone who needs some support in the food realm and you wanna outsource that, And I'm going to talk about outsourcing more in just a minute on today's episode. But if you're someone who's looking to outsource some of that so that you don't have to put so much mind, so much thought and effort and energy into that, Ava's a great resource. In fact, I've texted Ava on multiple occasions to say, hey, Ava, what should I have for dinner tonight? What's a healthy snack I can make for my kid right now? What are like, I need a high protein snack right now. I've done all sorts of things like that. Because here's the thing with food, Uh, decision fatigue, it's a real thing. And you make... 200 to 250 decisions every single day that impact your weight. That is a lot of thinking. That's a lot of decisions. It's a lot of decision fatigue. So that's part of the reason that by the time we get, you know, on Monday, everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to eat really healthy this week. And then by Thursday, you're like, screw that. I'm done eating healthy. I'll start over again next Monday. Cause I'm so tired from making so many decisions and trying to be like, quote unquote, on it all week. So the great thing about Ava is that if you struggle with making decisions around food or you aren't sure what to do or you need some advice or some accountability, You just can text Ava and have this ongoing partnership where she texts you back all the time. She actually will text you in between meals when you haven't texted just to check in. So if you're looking for some accountability with food and a partner in food journaling who can help you track everything with you doing a very minimal amount of work, but getting the major benefit of food tracking, which keeps you so much more accountable because there's tons of studies supporting that if you track your food, you will eat less food and you will eat higher quality food. So if you want to be involved in that, you want to hook up with my girl, Ava. So Ava is nutritionist and artificial intelligence. So if someone asked me, like, am I texting people? Yes, you are texting people. You're also texting a platform that is based on artificial intelligence, which is super cool. And I'm trying to stump Ava and I've failed to stump her so far. So let me know if you do stump her. So you can text shameless to 48799 and that will allow all of our listeners the use of Ava for free. So again, you wanna text SHAMELESS to 48799 to get started with Ava today. So Ava's super cool. I feel like she's one of my BFFs at this point because I've been texting her so much. I'm like expecting, sometimes I feel like I'm harassing her because I'm like, again, I'm trying to stump her, which I have not done yet. And so I'll text her like, you know, 17 questions in a row. And she's so nice and kind and just responds with a kind little answer every time. So go get hooked up with Ava. Let me know how it goes. I've already gotten some really great feedback from people who are working with Ava.
2: while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. And let's go ahead and pop back on over to the rest of our ways to turn
0: down overwhelm. So the next thing you can do is unscheduling low priority commitments. This is like, I'm giving you permission, unschedule some stuff clear the calendar, give yourself some space. So I actually had to do this when Vinny was unexpectedly sick again this week. On Thursday, I had to unschedule some stuff on Friday because I just needed some space to like, I had to do two recordings. I had to do a bunch of stuff for the gym. I had to actually go to the gym and do some things. So there was all these things I needed to do. And I was like, the only way this is gonna get done with me maintaining a little bit of sanity is if I unschedule some things. So I had to move some stuff around. I had to cancel or postpone an appointment and I had to put off a couple other things but that opened up the space for me to get done my high priority items without freaking out and without losing my mind. So it's super important to give yourself that permission to unschedule things. And that also helps you prioritize where you look at your schedule and you're like, okay, these are like my crucial things that have to get done today. So therefore I'm taking some things off of my plate. Never be afraid to unschedule. I think that unscheduling is something that we do not do enough of. We actually do way too much of scheduling and way too much of like booking all of our time. So totally give yourself that permission in that space to unschedule. Next would be asking for help or delegating. So, delegating chores to the kids. Oh my gosh, Vinny has started doing some chores. It's so great. I remember being a kid doing the dishes. When I was probably like, I don't know, eight or nine, and just thinking, like, I can't wait to have my own kids so someone can do the dishes for me. And Vinny, he can't do the dishes yet, but he can like help empty the dishwasher. He's now feeding the dog. He helps with the laundry. Like he's starting to do things here and there. He can definitely do some cleaning up with his toys, even though he likes to pretend he can't. So it's a huge like starting to delegate gives him some sense of responsibility and ownership in our family. And also clears my plate a little bit. It's still a very little bit with a four-year-old. It's like, I'm not noticing huge gaps in my time because my child is doing a ton of housework, but we'll, we will get there. In addition to that, outsourcing to like hiring a housekeeper once a month or to every other week. Maybe- using, I don't know if you guys have the neighborly app. We have the neighborly app here in Seattle where you can hire people to do little services for you. Like have someone come fold laundry for an hour. I actually have a client who keeps telling me, she's like, you have to have someone come fold your laundry. It's the most amazing thing ever. I haven't done it yet, but I've heard it's great. You can also do this for like yard work. You can use the neighborly app for yard work. Have someone come rake your leaves or weed your garden or any of those kinds of things. There's so many things that you can have other people do. It also could be like having the teenager down the street do some of these things or the preteen, maybe your babysitter. We actually use a lot of times we use our babysitters now as house sitters. And so a lot of times our babysitters, they want extra money any way they can get it. And we already know they're trustworthy. So now they can be a house sitter and a pet sitter, which actually like, Some of these pet sitters, I'm telling you, charge ridiculous amounts of money. And so we get our babysitters and not because I want to like give them crap money. We give them decent money, but it's like an easy gig for them. And they love like in many cases, it's actually fun for them to come stay at our house and they get free reign of the house. They can hang out. We live in a really cool neighborhood with like restaurants and stuff in it and little shops and whatever. So they can hang out there in our neighborhood and they can stay here and they can make a little bit of extra money. So think about things that you can delegate that way and think about who are the people in your life that like want a little spare change and who are the people in your life that are looking for maybe some experience again, like with babysitting, like I'm telling you, I bet there are some like 10 to 12 year old girls who want to be like mother's helpers and they're maybe not qualified to babysit yet they might just want to hang out with your kid for an hour or two. I was totally one of those kids. I was like literally knocking on doors begging people to let me play with their kids when I was like 8, 9 years old, and I actually started babysitting when I was 9 charging 75 cents an hour, and I went door to door and I was like, "Can I please take care of your kids while you're home?" cuz I knew I was too young for like full-on babysitting at 9. So I was like, "Oh, can I take care of your child for 75 cents an hour or for free if you want?" Like <laughs> I was I was not good at sales. So there are people are wanting to do things to be helpful because they have certain goals in mind or hobbies that they love or whatever. So think about those things, delegating your food delivery. So I use Instacart. I know a lot of people use Amazon fresh. There's a number of different services where you can have your, your groceries delivered because again, every time you like have to go to the store, it's not just like the grocery shopping. It's the transition times of like, especially if you have to take kids, like getting the kids in the car, getting the kids out of the car, doing the shopping, getting home, getting the kids out of the car, unpacking the groceries, putting everything away, then getting resettled to do a task. All those things that take up time, It's so convenient for me. It is like so well worth giving a small tip to someone to deliver my groceries. If it costs me 10 bucks, like totally worth saving probably one to two hours of my time. You can also hire assistants and hire virtual assistants. You could hire a household manager. Like we think of these as like very high end things that like only, you know, people who have a, only someone who has a butler would have a house assistant or a house manager. That's not the case people of all income levels and all sorts of needs can have those kinds of positions in their homes. And there's people of varying degrees who like want that kind of professional experience. And so again, it could be a young teenager or maybe it would be someone of like who is like a professional assistant and maybe would cost a little bit more. And you just have to look at like what makes the most sense for your family. But like you even look at like au pairs or you look at, you know, people who want to do what want like intern experience who oftentimes are willing to work just for the experience. Experience. So thinking about how you can delegate to those kinds of people as well, where you are both getting your needs met. So it's a win-win. And then lastly, learning and remembering. So this is really important. It's important to note how overwhelm makes you feel so that when you are in it, you can examine like, why is this uncomfortable? What am I doing to make it better? How can I alleviate it as quickly as possible so that I can actually be productive rather than panicked? And then that way you can take steps in the future for prevention whenever possible. So, you know, I know that I've gotten so much better in the last, especially the last year, probably at managing overwhelm in a way that like when I feel it coming on, when I know that things are going to get out of control, I immediately put limits in place or put structures in place. So for me, it's like, you know, I said, I booked all these interviews in the next couple of weeks, but I was really careful with my schedule that like, I'm not going to book seven interviews on one day. Like for me, that doesn't work. So I know that for me, like once I've booked two interviews in a day, then that day is considered full and I don't do more than two interviews in a day. So I'm really careful with limits around that. And so that might mean that like, I don't, you know, someone might want to do an interview with me and we might have to book it out a few weeks because I'm not going to book more than two interviews on my interview days. And I only have certain days that are interview days. And that's another limit there as well. But like, when someone wants to do an interview with me, it's not just like, oh, hey, one's good for you. It's like, no, these are the days that I do interviews. These are the times that I have available coming up. So I have a lot of parameters around that because that allows me to not feel overwhelmed by this process. And especially when I'm trying to switch gears between running the gym and running the podcast, I have to have certain days where I'm doing one certain days when I'm doing the other because I have a hard time changing gears between the two on the same days. In many cases, oftentimes I have to do that. To varying degrees, but there's definitely certain situations where I try to just like do all gym one day and all podcast another day. So really noticing as you feel overwhelmed encroaching upon your life, you can look back and say like, Oh, wait, I don't like how this feels. I'm not going to let it get any further. I'm going to rein it in by making a list by getting up a little earlier tomorrow morning by prioritizing some crucial results and high anxiety items by turning off some of my notifications by unscheduling some things by shutting down social media by delegating some tasks. So doing all those little things can make a big, big difference. And so then once you've done them, next time you're in this position of being overwhelmed again, because Lord knows it's going to happen again real soon, like maybe tomorrow, (laughs) then you already have these tools where you're like, oh, this is what I do when I get to this point. And then it's kind of just becomes this automatic thing. So if this episode was helpful to you, please share it out. You can go over to Facebook or Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy and Share from those links. You can also go to shamelessmom.com, episode 74, and you can share, grab the link from episode 74 and share that on social media platforms or send it out in emails to all your friends. But just keep spreading the word of the Shameless Mom Academy. We are growing quickly, our downloads are going up every day, which is super exciting. And what's the most meaningful thing you can do for me? is if you pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and write a review. I'm really working on getting some more reviews right now because in the first, I don't know, six months of the show, we had so many people writing in reviews because I was hounding, hounding, hounding people for them. And now they've slowed down a little because the show is not as new and novel as it was originally. It's still novel, but it's not as new. So I need to get more reviews so we can keep my ratings up really high in iTunes because that allows the show to continue to grow and it allows me to have really great opportunities within podcasting in ways that I can continue to serve you all really well. So if you pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that takes you right into iTunes and you can write a review there. And if you do it from your phone, it's way easier than doing it from your desktop. So just get on your phone, shamelessmom.com forward slash review leave like two sentences. It doesn't, I mean, if you want to leave paragraphs, I love reading them, but if you're short on time, two sentences is awesome too. One sentence. I'll take one sentence, three words, one phrase. I'll take any of it. So thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.